In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about the fictional hangover ghost code. Don't lick the walls. Don't drink used tea. Wear all the hats. Don't kiss strangers. And beware of vomit elevators. In our discussion of Horror Hotel by Victoria Fulton and Faith McLaren. Hey everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Horror Hotel by Victoria Fulton and Faith McLaren. <laughs> Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book. Then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Yay! Ooh, um, I'm so excited for this book thing, by the way. Me too. Me too. Cheesy horror. Half the month long. Really, I mean, you can count. There are some pretty horrific things that happen in all of our books this month, but only two of them are purposefully horror. Yes, have been picked purposely for. Yes. 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 Um, So I have, I don't want to say it's background information because it's just an announcement, but a long, 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 long time ago, in the before times, before you were on the show, um, and we had a different host for fictional hangover you could put chapter breaks in so like if you only wanted to listen to the summary you could skip straight to the summary or if you only wanted to hear would you rather you could skip straight to would you rather well our new podcast host has now unveiled this as a special feature so i believe from here on out if things work properly, you should be able to skip to the segments that you want to listen to, but also don't skip and just listen to the whole thing. But if you break up our episodes because you love us so much and you want to listen to the entire thing, but you got out of your car or you got off the treadmill or whatever, and you finish the summary and then you want to skip straight to the discussion because you've already listened to the summary because you're listening to the entire episode, remember, you can skip straight to it uh, if if things work out properly we're gonna we're testing it out in this episode oh 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 you just keep going back and going you know what Amanda and Claire make great recommendations every week yeah what was the recommendation when they covered new moon yeah except it won't be for past episodes for future what was their recommendation for Breaking Dawn? Yes, exactly so. Exactly so. I want vampire fiction. We're now pressurizing ourselves and doing vampire recommendation for that month. But okay. Still. Right. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, so that's... exciting to have a tool that nobody needs to use because they're going to listen to us all. Right. Day. Yes. <laughs> but if you're like listening to the episode again for the 40th time and you're like, man, I really liked the Would You Rather for this section. You should just go straight there. Yeah. It's perfect. It makes perfect sense. Everything's great. It's easier for you I to re-listen it. to our episodes a thousand times, as you should be well, doing. Well, to be fair, when I do listen to other podcasts, it annoys the life out of me when I've been listening to them and I've been, I've been going to sleep or something, mm-hmm. and I put the one-hour timer on, but then 
have to try and find my old place and there's no bookmark. Yeah. At least now I can find it via chapter. Yeah. Yes. On Fictional Hangover. Yes. The best podcast. The best podcast ever created. The best podcast ever created. It's official. Do you know, no one loves making their podcast as much as we do. I can almost guarantee that. No one in the entire world loves making their podcast. No two people put as much effort into a podcast. I can guarantee that. Yes, that is also true. <laughs> anyway, um, so I believe, Claire, you have some actual background info this time, right? Yes. Well, I, You found some? It, I, I got ridiculously excited listening to this book. I'm going to mix it in with a little bit of my initial thoughts. Okay. Because... I was excited to read this book because it seems like it's based on um, the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. And it's an infamous haunted hotel. And everybody knows I love the ghosty programs. I eat them up like it's cheese and crackers. I adore them. And I've watched the Cecil Hotel a few times. Um, and it's the hotel that is used like as the benchmark for haunted haunted, mm-hmm. like haunt, the haunted thing. But in actual life, in the Cecil Hotel, there was a mysterious death that took place in 2012 of Elisa Lamb. And it's a weird circumstance because there's video footage of this girl in the elevator acting very erratically and strangely. And people are like, well, is she being pestered by ghosts? Does she have some kind of mental health uh, uh, illness? What's going on? Because she then disappeared and she was found like three days later in the water tower on top of the hotel. She drowned and it was classified as an accidental death. So the mysterious death around her is how did she access the roof which was through a locked door? How did she climb up and be found in the water um, tank? Which is, I mean, it's an American water tank so it's one of those big like almost the size of a shed thing and the metal latch is on the um, angle like what would be the roof angle Mm -hmm. and it's heavy and it is a case of once you were in you are not getting out because there's no ladders you know it's not meant for people to be able to go in and get out and that's where she was found three days later icky people have been using the water for three days yeah i'm just gonna throw that one out there so it's a very mysterious death yes um so if you can watch a documentary about it, I'm sure there are a few out there. It It is interesting and there are a few. There was one on Netflix that I quite enjoyed, but you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because these people are a lot of the time coming in from a paranormal point of view. Right. Um, and poor Lisa Land did have mental health um problems that were either undiagnosed or not medically treated correctly. But there are mirrors to Eileen Warren in this story, mm-hmm. to hers. Yeah. But also at the Cecil Hotel, there is not one, but two serial killers attached to it. Nice. And there is in Horror Hotel as well. So there's um, Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker. He lived in the long-term Let's 1984-1985. And um, I think he was Austrian, Jack uh, Unterweger in 1991 he was a horrible piece of work he was nasty 
um, he came over and was pretending to be a journalist and accessing the um, surrounding neighbourhoods and killing people. And again, the Cecil Hotel, like the Hearst Hotel in the book, is in like the worst neighbourhood sure. in Los Angeles. So the people who are the victims of the serial killers are in the demographic where the police give no crap. Yeah. They didn't care. Yeah. So they would fall off the grid, and that's really quite an unfortunate thing. So it's really, the Cecil Hotel is really interesting in and of itself. And when as I was reading through, I got very excited thinking, this has got to be it. This has got to be it. So if you want a real world, like, approximation, have a look into the Cecil oh, Hotel. Oh, that's so fun. That's very fun. So there you go. That's my background info for you. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I don't really have any initial thoughts um, other than just being excited to do horror in a non like horror month, you know, like everyone's like, oh, you know, Halloween, fall time. That's when you read horror stuff. Like, nah, nah, dog, nah, 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 nah dog. dog. You read horror <laughs> nah, all year dog. long. <laughs> no, we're we're a three hundred sixty-five day year horror. We are indeed nah, dog horror. I feel like we've been waiting to cover this one for a long. We time. have it feels like yeah, it. yeah. I believe that to be true. And it does fill, it fits in with our cheesy horror month as well, which is fantastic. Yes. But it's not cheesy as in, like, B-rate movie. Right. It takes those type of tropes, but does them so well. Yeah. So well executed. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Let's get started. Um, yes. We should start out with a trigger warning, though, because there's lots of gruesome deaths in the horror hotel. <laughs> like all over the place so some descriptions might make you a little bit uncomfortable fair warning in a post on eileen warren's blog all those who wander titled lost in la la land eileen writes how la is the craziest yet saddest place she's ever been she's convinced the Hearst Hotel, where she's staying, is alive. She sees things out of the corner of her eye, hears whispers, and her brain is constantly buzzing. She's tired and wants to be normal, to have friends, a boyfriend, and a brain that doesn't see things that aren't there. Eileen also wrote, I came to LA to find myself, but somehow I'm more lost than ever. This hotel is hungry. I hope it doesn't swallow me whole. This post occurred two days before Eileen's body was found in an elevator shaft at the Hearst Hotel. Ooh, what a good setup! <laughs> Always start with death. Always start with death. <laughs> You're not murdering your main, your main uh, protagonist. Are you doing well? No. <laughs> Chase, Chrissy, Kiki and Emma are the YouTube ghost hunters. They have the ghost code for when they are investigating haunted locations, which is a set of rules punishable by Chase having really strong words with you, which is kind of frankly possibly worse than death. The rules are use the buddy system. The majority rules. Phones on airplane mode at all times. Do not provoke or torment the spirit world. Never give personal info while talking to spirits. Thank the spirits and tell them they cannot come home with you. And if an entity follows you home, let the group know immediately. <laughs> hmm. Like the little kid in the sixth sense, Chrissy can see dead people. When she was little, a shadowy man would stand in her bedroom doorway. 
Not long after he appeared, her mom started making regular trips to the hospital for cancer treatment. Eventually, Chrissy asked what he wanted, and he moved until he was right in front of her five-year-old face. He had no eyes, no mouth, no nose. She passed out from her scream and woke up the next morning to find out that her mom had died. From that point on, spirits won't stop bugging her with their unfinished business, and she can read the minds of the living. Chrissy's dad didn't believe her and dismissed her, but nothing she tries keeps the spirits away. It wasn't until she met Chase that finally someone believed that she could communicate with the dead. Chase, the cute film nerd, was assigned as Chrissy's partner for a film class project. He noticed lights and orbs plaguing the footage of Chrissy and had seen enough paranormal programs with his mom to ask Chrissy about her gift. One interview on his YouTube channel later, there was an overnight spike in subscribers and with Bestie Emma to help out, Ghost Girl was born. A few months and several thousand subscribers later, Chase brought in TikTok famous Kiki for reading. The number of subscrib- subscribers jumped to 50,000 and Kiki joined the show full time. The Ghost Gang was born. <laughs> the Ghost Gang are hanging out in Chase's family's pool house while he finishes editing their latest video. Kiki, however, is reading comments. Kiki, oh my god, don't read the comments. And is upset by one in particular. If I kill you, will you stay with me forever? Made by Haunted by Her 666. What a fantastic name for an internet troll. It's suddenly been taken up by all of Amanda's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's not the first time they've had creepy comments by this user, but it's still uncomfortable, and they always report him, though he keeps coming back. They're not going to let an internet troll stop them from finalizing plans for tomorrow, which should tip their channel over to 1 million subscribers. They are planning to drive from Las Vegas to one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in LA on Halloween weekend to the most haunted hotel in America, the Hearst Hotel. All without parental permission. It sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. It's perfect. The Hearst Hotel isn't your typical haunted hotel. It is the site of the most famous internet mystery that has taken place. It was where Eileen Warren died nearly 10 years ago. The remains of the 25-year-old grad student Eileen were found in an elevator shaft after she went missing the week prior. Footage of Eileen was released during the investigation showing erratic behaviour, which has made people question her accidental death. Chrissy believes from her own experiences that Eileen was more likely psychic than psychotic. As the gang go about doing their own thing, Chrissy sees a faceless, shadowy figure in the doorway. He's back! Nope, thank you. No, nah, nah dog. Nah dog. dog. Chase desperately wants that sweet, sweet million subscribers. Me too, man. Me too. But you know how many we have? Like seven. (laughs) It will open. We pestered them to make sure they listen to us. (laughs) It will open so many doors and show his dad it's not some Scooby-Doo gang nonsense since he doesn't have dude bro friends. Look, don't have dude bro friends. Nah, nah, dog. (laughs) Chase isn't bothered about his lack of dude bro friends, as guys can be friends with girls, though, full disclosure, he does have a serious crush on Chrissy. 
The next morning, Emma and Chrissy are waiting for Chase on his drive since he's borrowing his mom's car for the drive. Kiki, as usual, is late, and to pass the time, they argue over playlist rights for the journey. Eventually, they set off on the four-hour drive to L.A., but an hour out of Vegas, Chase admits he booked them into a hostel room in the Hearst, so they'll be sharing a room with ghosts and strangers. Great! That is so great. It's the best thing it's so As they drive through L.A., being surrounded by all the people is intense for Chrissy, but she's okay. It's just feeling really heavy. Soon they pull up to the Hearst Hotel. Chrissy whispers that she can feel it. <gasps> it's alive Ooh. and it's ready to Ooh. Emma is pragmatic. She approaches hauntings with a heavy dose of scepticism. She likes data. She likes science and logic. But the Hearst does feel unexplainable. As they enter, Chase films Chrissy on his camera phone and is already picture perfect. Mm. Inside the hotel, the lobby is ornate but shabby. Objectively, it's beautiful, but you can tell its soul is rotting. While Chase goes to the front desk to check in, Emma notices Chrissy looking pale and sweaty. Chrissy says that the dead aren't the only problem around her. At the front desk, Chase is dealing with Steve, who's got beady eyes and looks greasy. His mom, Linda, who has discolored teeth and a bad attitude, approaches Chase, too. Sirius, Bates, family vibes come off these two. With an ominous warning to prepare for rolling blackouts, Steve hands over four keys for room 421. As they head to their floor, Chase notes that Chrissy is moving painfully slow. She's having a psychic attack, and she warns that Steve and Linda's auras are black. As they head to the elevator, Chrissy can see nightmares everywhere. A hundred years of death all at once. When the elevator doors open, blood and brain matter drip down, covering Kiki, Emma and Chase. But it's not real and only Chrissy can see it. The hotel wants them to go go away. The hotel wants them to stay and play. Suddenly, Chrissy senses someone with them. Is it Eileen? When the elevator stops at their floor, Chrissy just vomits everywhere. <laughs> it's like when the doors open in The Shining and blood comes out. No. Yes. Vomit. Just vomit. <laughs> vomit everywhere. <laughs> Understandable. The communal bathroom Emma takes Chrissy to is vile. But when you've just vomited, what are you going to do? While Emma grabs paper towel, Chrissy sees movement in the next stall and hears a moan. A girl is in there, and Chrissy sees the recreation of how she died from an overdose. The girl reaches for her, and she whispers close to her ear, You'll die too. (laughs) When Emma comes back, she gives Chrissy her green beanie to wear on top of the one she's already wearing to help cut out more of the noise bombarding her. If one hat dulls some of the noise... Two are even better. Meanwhile, in the room, Kiki is seriously unimpressed. Frankly, it's disgusting, and there's a stranger sharing the space with them. Once Chrissy and Emma come in, they decide to grab a nap since they'll be up all night. Emma scoots over so Kiki can share her bed. 
Chrissy can't sleep as she sees an image of someone with a bloody knife and an open door. And then the door to their room opens. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's their roommate. And amazingly, Chrissy can't read his mind. It's like static. And it smells like sunshine. Mm. Oh. With a lovely Australian accent, their roommate introduces himself as Bram Kelly and invites Chrissy down the block for pizza. It's breaking the ghost court to split the group, but Chrissy's empty stomach shouts, Yes, please! And she wants to keep experiencing the soothing static. Getting the name of the pizza place and promising herself she'll text the gang the details, Chrissy decides to go with Bram. She conveniently doesn't text anyone. And then you get so mad at her. Two seconds. It takes two seconds. They're on airplane mode, so they won't get the message anyway. Don't care. As they eat pizza, Chrissy gets a painful feeling of needles in her brain as Bram tells her how he lost his mother in a car accident during a storm. Touching his hand in sympathy, they both feel a jolt, and suddenly Bram knows Chrissy lost her mom to cancer. He's psychic too! <gasps> Chrissy explains the relief she feels at not being able to read him and tells him about the ghost gang. Hello, Twilight. Hello, Twilight. Oh, I can't read your thoughts. It's so peaceful. I love it. <laughs> Bram explains he is getting jobs with registered PIs to pay for his travels, and he's currently looking into the hotel's management. As they eat, a girl sits next to them. She looks all beaten up, but she disappears before Chrissy can say anything to her. Clearly, she's a ghost. Back in the hotel room, Chase, Kiki, and Emma are rudely woken up by their alarm clock. Damn you! They notice Chrissy isn't in the room and Chase instantly starts to freak out, which makes Kiki nervous. Emma is trying to be reasonable about the situation when Chrissy and Bram walk in and Chrissy is holding a bobber tea. How dare she get bobber and not ask the group? Quite frankly, that's just rude. Bitch! Chase instantly hates Bram with his surfer good looks and exotic accent and he also gives Chrissy an earful for not telling them where she was and who she was with. Chrissy has frankly had enough with Chase bossing her around and giving her attitude and declares that tonight she is in charge because the hotel means business. It's time to start filming. Also, she gives Emma the rest of her bobber tea, so slight forgiveness, right. but not for Right. I mean, who wants a used bobber tea? Yeah. Used bobber tea. Oh, mm. that sounds awful, no. doesn't it? Mm. It's the name of my sixth album. <laughs> Emma sets a camera on top of a vending machine, looking down the hall to a vestibule and another atop the bathroom door. They are worth a lot of money, and she hopes, given the neighborhood and the living hotel residents, they stay where they are. They're not going to stay, are they? They're going to be burgled immediately. Immediate burgling. During setup, Emma tells Chase to say something to Chrissy if he likes, likes her. But Emma should take her own advice with Kiki. Meanwhile, Kiki has been using her own mystical powers of charm and persuasion and has gotten intel on the hotel and, most importantly, the security guy who's writing a screenplay and therefore not paying any attention to the security cameras. 
Chrissy's getting ready in the bathroom and sees a body swinging from the pipes who was scalded by hot water while they suffocated, which gives Kiki the creeps. Good thing Kiki can't see the faceless figure standing beside her while she applies a fresh coat of lipstick. That bathroom, man. Mm. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. It's time to shoot and straight away they get B-roll gold. Outside the elevator, Chase starts setting the scene about the notorious 80s street stalker killer, Walter Ritter, before Chrissy steps into the frame. Chrissy talks about Eileen and together they build a picture about Eileen Warren and ask if she was psychic or on the brink of a mental collapse. They aim to find out tonight. Once they cut, they don't want to go into the elevator, but, you know, can't put it off forever. So Kiki presses the button. Together, they head to floor 14 when the elevator stops and the lights go out. Even though it's just rolling blackouts, it's still scary as hell. Yeah, I don't want to be stuck in an elevator. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. <laughs> Thankfully, nothing happens and the power comes back on. They notice Steve is on floor 14, but Gorilla Tactics and Kiki's super power of distraction keep him from seeing the cameras. They head to room 1413. And I feel like we should just announce here to everyone that this is actually on floor 13. But, you know, those, like, superstitions of not having a floor 13? Yeah, nah. This is room 1313, a.k.a. the scariest room in any hotel. Anyway, excuse me. Taking their ghost hunting equipment out, they start filming again in the hallway. Chase and Chrissy give more information about Ritter and his association with room 1413. As Chase talks, the EMF reader goes crazy. Chrissy doesn't need the EMF reader to know Ritter is with them, since she can see him beckoning them into the room. Kiki uses her master key obtained from the neglectful security guard and opens the room. They don't turn on the light straight away as they want to get baseline readings with the equipment first. To camera, they explain that Ritter stayed in this room during his killing spree and killed himself in the closet rather than be arrested, and Eileen Warren supposedly spent her last moments in this room. Room 1413 is no longer rented out and they don't let ghost hunting crews in anymore. So why does it stink of bleach? Oh. Chrissy turns on a flashlight and in the beam is the body of the housekeeper whose name tag says Anna. But this is no ghost as everyone can see her. Chase flicks on the main light and Kiki notices that he's still recording. Chrissy is sure it was Ritter who wanted them to come into the room but could a ghost have done this? Could it have been someone else? Out of the corner of her eye, Chrissy sees Anna relive her death and overhears Chase's thoughts that they can solve this murder. Oh. Can you though? Can you? Really? Can you? And should you have been recording because fucking yikes. Yeah. I mean, at least in Chase's defence, he keeps recording and that kind of proves that they found the body. That's true, didn't but make the body. But that's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know turn it away, baby. To Kiki's horror, they examine the body. Ghost hunting is one thing, but a dead body is something else entirely. 
Kiki wants to call the police, but Chase puts a stop to that. If the police come, their parents get called, and that's the end of the ghost gang. Chrissy wants to give Anna justice, more than what Eileen got for sure, and eventually Kiki is persuaded to help. They crack out a device that acts as a ghost translator, figuring that as Anna died recently, she may be more communicative. Trying to build trust with Anna's spirit, Chrissy tells her she's scared too, scared about her nightmares. Chase knows it's not a dream Chrissy is scared of and that she's breaking another rule of the ghost code. Chrissy is telling a true story from when her mother died. Emma, looking at the translator, encourages Chrissy to go on because she's getting responses, but Chase is worried it's not Anna talking to them. Emma reads out the responses. Kill, kill, kill. Chrissy asks, who killed you, Anna? But the response is, not Anna. Kill you. <laughs> <gasps> No, it's terrible. Less than ideal situations are occurring here. The communication session ends immediately and Chrissy is annoyed with herself. She should have known it wasn't Anna talking to them. Back in their room, Kiki starts getting nervous hiccups and Emma is stuffing cheese into her mouth. They realise they need to call someone and decide to ask management to check everything out, agreeing that if Linda or Steve don't call the cops, they will. Only the threat of a shit review on TripAdvisor gets Linda to move her ass. While Emma escorts Kiki to the bathroom, Chase and Chrissy are left alone, which lets Chase talk to Chrissy about giving the ghost a true story. But unfortunately, a text from Bram interrupts them. Then Emma and Kiki come back. Kiki calls the front desk to make sure they went to room 1413 and Linda snappishly tells her there was nothing there and to stop taking shrooms before hanging up. Bram comes in then, and Chrissy decides to tell them they found something. Bram finishes saying it was a body in room 1413, and Chase realises Bram is psychic. God damn it, he hates that guy even more now. <laughs> oh, handsome Australian psychic. <laughs> He's so exotic with his Australian accent. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bram tells them he's investigating management because Eileen's family believes there was something suspicious about them during the investigation into Eileen's death. Now, look, I have a question about this because this is such like a like a seedy hotel. I can't believe that these two would be in management for so long. I wonder if they don't own the hotel. I maybe they and do. That- because, I mean, you know, spoilers for later on, but a, a hotel is expensive to run. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, one line, but okay. <sighs> okay. Could Steve and Linda have moved Anna's body? Uh, yuck. Are they responsible for it too? Also yuck. They democratically decide to look for Anna's body, so Chase, Kiki, and Emma will go back up to room 1413, while Chrissy and Bram will go to the lobby and scope out Steve and Linda. Floor 14 is, like, even creepier knowing there was a body there moments ago. I mean, it's creepy as it is, but wow. wow. 
Cheers, Kiki and Emma have got the EMF reader out, but nothing is happening. They can see where the body was, but it's nothing else. Kiki looks inside the closet Ritter killed himself in, with Emma and Cheers following, and the EMF reader starts to go crazy. Inside, scratched on the wall, they find a message. Welcome to Hotel Hell. 1313, 1313, 1313, 1313, 1313. It's painted in blood in a pentagram pattern. Actually, it's it's not blood. Emma takes a, a lick. It's corn syrup and cocoa, which is absolutely delicious. And so this must have been done by a living person. And that person is messing with them. Pretty brave of Emma to just like lick it. I mean, obviously. I mean, would you would, would you lick blood, wall blood? I mean, I know what that smells like, having done corn syrup, cocoa blood many, many times. See all of my previous cosplays, which I'm still so sad that I don't get to do anymore. So I know what that There's smells like. So many choices like. in this one as well. I know. So I'm pretty sure. I mean, I would be able to smell that it's that it's that. I probably would just be I, like, you know what? I can smell this. That doesn't mean I have to lick it, though. Yeah, but I think Emma just seems permanently hungry. I'm pretty sure she is permanently hungry. But also, I'm sure I can't remember the exact bit, but I'm sure she's had the corn syrup cocoa thing done before in film class. So yeah, of course, she's probably familiar with it. So yeah. she just licks it out of familiarity with it, the same as you would be. Yeah. But still, you do not lick random liquids on the horse on a CD. In a seedy hotel, in a seedy uh-uh. part of town, no. in, a, in a bad room where there's just been a dead body. No. You don't do that. No, I think... Do not lick the wall. I think that's what we can just take it back to. No matter where it is, no matter what is happening, don't lick the wall. Don't lick walls. Don't lick walls. PSA, do not lick the wall. Don't. Mm-mm. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. <laughs> in the lobby... Chrissy takes the beanies off to get an unrestricted read of Steve and Linda while they wait for one of them to arrive. Eventually, Linda does and is unimpressed and uninterested in the pair. As Bram tries to unsuccessfully reason with Linda, Chrissy gets a vision of broken glass, of Linda enraged and a man, likely Steve, cowering before her. Fear, agitation, and malice pour off Linda. Suddenly, the elevator dings, and the ghost of a bloody bellhop steps out, throws a threatening glare at Chrissy, and disappears. Once Chrissy and Bram walk away from the front desk, they compare notes. Bram saw Linda arguing with Anna. Chrissy picked up on criminal activity the hotel is a front for, and she mentioned Eileen's name, but no more. As they're talking, Chrissy receives a picture from Chase of the closet graffiti. They head back up to their floor in the elevator. When it stops... This time, it's raining blood from what is left of Eileen's body. And the doors open, and vomit comes out. (laughs) Wait, that was only the first time. Back in their room, Chase is going to compare the footage of room 1413 they just took from when they found Anna's body. Needing a break, Kiki and Emma go looking for the ice machine in the vestibule. As Emma battles the drinks machine, Kiki fills up the ice bucket with with bloody ice. Hang on, that's fine. No. Emma pulls the door of the ice machine and a sinewy arm falls Fantastic. out. Fantastic. 
the ice machine makes a noise and starts making fresh ice with the blood draining from the body of Steve stuffed inside. Oh. Can I just, as a quick aside, ask you a question? Uh Uh-huh. How do you get a body, an entire body, into the ice machine? I can't imagine this room. They're pretty big. They're pretty big. You can fit a body in there. There's some really okay. big ice machines. Next time I go to a hotel, I'm going to try to get inside one. Just don't anyone let me forget that. Yeah, but then you'll get made into ice cubes. It'd be worth it. Your sacrifice is noted and appreciated. <laughs> Anywho. So the ice machine spits out cubes into bloody puddles on the floor and Kiki just freaks the fuck out. <laughs> Emma calls Chase and tells him to get there now. <laughs> Poor Kiki, honestly. She's not having a good night, no. is she? None of them are, but Kiki especially. As Kiki has a justifiable freakout, Chase and Emma examine the scene. Steve must have been killed there because there's too much blood for him to have been moved. As Chase is giving his conclusions that Steve was hit on the head and his throat slashed, the elevator down the hall dings and vomit comes out (laughs) they scramble to hide the scene when chrissy and bram walk in on them together they decide to move the body stop moving the bodies i mean i know that they didn't move anna but don't move this body don't do it the dna is everywhere it's all over the place and also it's on the walls where you licked it Again, a reason, don't lick the walls. (laughs) Don't lick the walls. You leave your DNA behind. Steve is stored in a bathroom stall before they head back to their room to share information. Chase argues that they need to get things on camera, which has the side benefit of more subscriptions. Come on, man. Mid-Cheeto, Emma remembers the camera set up in the hall and she dashes out to get them. Moments later, she comes back and declares they're gone. Burgled. Chase points out that cameras are replaceable, but what about the footage? Well, Emma did not set them to automatically upload to the cloud. That was a bad idea. They got nothing. That's a bad idea. That's very bad. Bram offers to help by contacting his boss and steps out to make the call. Chase takes the Bramless opportunity to tell Chrissy he went through Bram's stuff earlier and found his name isn't Bram Kelly and hands her his passport with the name registered as Roy Walker. And so that could be fake to protect his identity or we might want a fresh start with a new name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Chrissy (laughs) is blatantly stretching here. Anywho, personal opinion. (laughs) Chrissy blows up at Chase because she's finally found someone who makes her feel less like a freak and he's jealous. It gets pretty intense so Emma and Kiki make a swift exit but Chrissy follows only moments later. So is it is it Edward and Bella or is it Suki and Bill? I think it's both. <laughs> at the same time. No. Maybe we'll be illuminated later on. (laughs) Kiki follows Emma to the elevator and they have their own exchange. Emma 
obviously likes Kiki more than Kiki realized, but it's really bad timing, you know, what with all the murders and stuff going on. <laughs> While Emma heads downstairs to look for their cameras, Kiki is going to use her mystical powers of persuasion to try and get security footage so they have something. Chrissy, on the other hand, heads down to the next floor by the stairwell, passing a dead man in pajama pants standing on a landing. Exiting on another floor, the elevator doors open and vomit comes out. Wait, no, sorry. The <laughs> elevator doors open, but the carriage is empty, though it feels like someone is holding the elevator door open for her. Of the vomit. And vomit. Blinking quickly, Chrissy sees a figure in a wet, old-fashioned dress with a muddy hem with black holes in her head. The figure gives Chrissy a twisted smile before the doors close. And that's the one I want you to cosplay. Oh, I know! Oh, it's so good. And then I vomit. <laughs> and then you vomit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 3am now, the witchy hour. Mm -hmm. And Chase is stewing over his fight with Chrissy. So he heads to the front desk, intending on doing some snooping. Linda is off breaking up a fight, so he sneaks in her office and opens her laptop, but it's password protected. Digging around in case the password is conveniently written down somewhere or there are other clues, Chase finds an old copy of The Shining and a post-it with Red Room 20031 written on it. Jackpot! Logged into the laptop, Chase starts rooting around, but the computer is just as disorganised as the office. He then hears footsteps approaching and needs to find a place to hide. Oh, no! Uh-oh! Busted. Kiki is working her magic with a security guard. Well, he's been distractedly talking about his screenplay for the last ten minutes, and she's bored senseless. If only he would go and print it off and leave her with the security footage. At last, it works. Whew! Kiki can see Emma riding in the elevator, but now she must find the tape with the footage they need. Emma, meanwhile, is heading back up to floor four after checking the dumpsters for the cameras. Chase is still stuck in the office, hiding behind the curtains, recording the conversation Linda is having about money and keeping the goods until sunrise. Interesting. Unfortunately, she's not said anything concrete and doesn't leave the room after hanging up. Nope. She sits back and relaxes in her chair and lights up a joint. Oh, great. This is just great. great. It's exactly what he needs. Yep. Chrissy gets a text from Bram about where she is, but she doesn't reply as something in the corner of her eye has caught her attention. She sees a girl around her age wearing a t-shirt saying summer, showing signs of being tied up and strangled. She keeps flashing in and out until Chrissy removes her beanies so the spirit signal is stronger. She feels the words, follow me. While this is happening, Kiki is frustrated by the poor security camera coverage. In the group chat, Chase begs for help to escape Linda's office, so Kiki shoots off. Emma can smell brownies and beer coming from a room where they seem to be having a party and she is hangry. <laughs> so she follows her growling stomach. A cute girl pours Emma a rum and coke and explains that this is the crazy chick's floor and her friend is using tarot cards to try and contact the spirit world indicating a stoned guy at the table under a disco ball. <laughs> the guy invites her to cut the deck. 
Meanwhile, Kiki, who can get anyone to like her, keeps tapping the front desk bell waiting for Linda. And finally, she emerges in all her grumpy, weed-sticking glory from the office. Kiki spots Chase sneak out as she asks for a towel. As she still has rum and coke left in her cup, Emma lets the guy do a reading. The first card is flipped. The fool. Then, the ten of swords. Lastly, the hanged man. That's not a great spread. Not at all. (laughs) Meanwhile, Chrissy is following the summer shirt ghost up the stairs when she smells the ocean coming off another ghost, a girl in a polka dot bathing suit. Chrissy knows their deaths are connected, but doesn't know how. Pausing only to check her buzzing phone and reply to Bram, Chrissy follows the ghost up the stairs. Chase, however, is looking at his shoes. He loves these shoes. And now there's a murdered man's blood on them. Chase and Kiki are back in the room and talking about crushes and what he found in Linda's office. Kiki declares it's time to get the gang back together and pulls out her phone. Unimpressed by her reading, Emma leaves the party to continue her search for the missing cameras. She uses the master key to access the other rooms on the floor. While she's checking under the bed of an occupied room, she gets a text from Kiki on the group chat, just as a bra lands on her head, calling for them to regroup. Before she responds, Emma spots a supply closet, and taking a closer look by the light of her phone, she finds their cameras in a bag smeared with blood. Before she can leave, Emma is hit from behind and sent further into the closet. Her phone goes flying, and a heavy-soled shoe stomps down on her hand. No, Emma! No, take Chase! (laughs) Chrissy is at the top of the stairwell at floor 14. Summer shirt and polka dot are both there. Summer shirt motions for Chrissy to go up to the fire escape. Suddenly, the whole floor goes cold and electricity cuts out again. Behind her, the elevator dings and the doors open. And standing there is Eileen Warren. Not Eileen in death, but Eileen in life. Eileen looks at Chrissy and Chrissy can read her confusing thoughts. The door to room 1413 starts opening and closing, opening and closing. And Chrissy can hear screaming. And so she starts screaming. It's so loud it rattles her soul and then the lights flicker and she sees the faces of the dead girls until the power comes back on. The dead girls wait for Chrissy to join them on the fire escape so she climbs through the window before continuing to the roof. When she reaches the top, the ghost girls leave her so she scours the roof finding nothing. All this time Chrissy's phone has been buzzing with Bram trying to get in touch. Finally Chrissy answers and tells Bram she's on the roof so now he's on his way up. When Bram reaches the roof, Chrissy admits that Chase looked at his passport and saw a different name. But Bram gives an excuse about security. And he says he doesn't like the competition with Chase. Oh! Kiki and Chase are worried that they can't get a hold of either Emma or Chrissy. So... He resorts to the Find My Friend app he illicitly set up on their phones. Not cool. That's not okay, man. Heading to floor four where Emma's phone is pinging, they struggle to find her until Kiki spots a utility cupboard and blood 
pooling from under the door. Inside, Emma is slumped. Her heart's still beating. Yay! But it's very faint. And there's a knife sticking out from her lower back. Ooh. Weekly, Emma asks where Chrissy is and says she saw him. Not Linda. Chase tells Kiki to call the police now as he rushes off. On the roof, Chrissy sees Chase calling, but Bram cancels the call and draws Chrissy closer until they kiss. Suddenly, Chrissy sees memories flood into her mind. Bram's arm outstretched to a familiar girl lying in the grass, the dead girl in the pizza parlor. <gasps> then another of Bram's knuckles and an unmoving girl in a polka dot bathing suit. <sighs> Chrissy is looking through Bram's eyes as his hands close around the neck of the girl wearing the summer shirt she followed up to the roof. <gasps> Chrissy shoves Bram away and an evil grin spreads across his face before he stomps down on Chrissy's ringing phone and throws her from the rooftop. No more interruption. Oh, no! <laughs> Chase is following the ping of Chrissy's phone on the app, but it drops off. He's in the stairwell climbing up, so he keeps going. Bram has Chrissy by the neck as she struggles to escape. He calls her ghost girl and in a mocking voice says, If I kill you, will you stay with me forever? <gasps> it's him, the internet the troll! Internet troll! Oh, no! <laughs> Chrissy realises how broken Bram is and calls him an unremarkable psychopath. Oh, bird. <laughs> but he argues that he sets the girls free. Mm. Nah. No, no, definitely sorry. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Chrissy says the girls aren't free and realises as he throws her on the ground, he can't see the ghost girls. As he holds Chrissy down, she can feel his pleasure and hear the ghost girls around her. Chrissy knees Bram in the balls. Yes. Anna stands up to face him. The ghost girls show their fists. Yes! 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 Meanwhile, Kiki is sitting with Emma. She can hear the sirens coming. Kiki needs Emma to come out of this alive. So she can kiss her. <laughs> From the ghost girls. Chrissy learns that Bram is lonely and no one is there to pull him back. Summer Shirt thought he was her boyfriend and they were going to reenact the sleeveless white unbuttoned button-down shirt meadow scene from Twilight. <laughs> I had to give you that paragraph. I had to. <laughs> okay, so instead of reenacting Twilight, he kills her. Polka Dot was taking surf lessons with him. Pizza parlor's trachea collapsed. Another was a waitress and an aspiring dancer. Bram wants Chrissy to see his victims, to know he isn't always alone. He calls them his girls and claims they brought Chrissy up to the roof for him. Chrissy, however, does not believe that. No. Nah. Nah, dog. Bram wants Chrissy to feel isolated and alone, but she doesn't as a gentle voice whispers through her head. Looking down, someone presses a signet ring into Chrissy's hand. Eileen Warren stands next to Chrissy and she can feel the power coming off Eileen, feeding her own. 
Bram tries to taunt Chrissy, pointing out the sirens probably aren't for him since Emma's bleeding out somewhere. And besides, he didn't expect to get out of this. He just wants the answer to one question. If I kill you, will you always be with me? (laughs) Chrissy tells Bram there are five girls, but what she doesn't tell him is that each of the five girls is pissed off because they now realize their deaths were not their fault, but his. As he talks about Anna, his latest victim, the ghosts grow stronger and attack. They pull and punch and scratch and drag Bram to the edge of the roof. He fights the ghost hands and begs for them to stop. Bram grips onto the side railing before he goes over, but Eileen steps forward, screams a death rattle in his face, wraps her arm around his wrist, and pulls him free. Anna then places one finger on his forehead and pushes. Such a good scene! Oh, the death rattle scream. When Chase reaches the locked roof door, he can hear screaming from outside, and he realises it's coming from more than just Chrissy. The screaming stops, and as Chase looks out of the dirty window, he sees a blurry body below. Then the door opens and he sees Chrissy. Chase holds Chrissy as she cries and when she's done she explains she had angels helping her deal with Bram. As Chase sputters his apologies for being a jerk, Chrissy leans in and kisses him. Holla fucking me. Thank God they finally did that. When Chrissy and Chase break free, she explains about Bram's murder spree and how a few unsolved cases will now get closure. Chrissy spots Eileen again, and though what happened to Eileen will stay a mystery, and though the Hearst Hotel broke her, Eileen now helps the souls stuck there. Chrissy knows she's not alone. She has the ghost gang. Six months later. The ghost gang are in Chase's pool house and Chase is reading the comments. Dude, stop reading the comments. It's for the latest video at the Winchester Mystery House. I really want to go. Me too. Kiki sitting on Emma's lap and sharing an ice cream with her girlfriend (laughs) laughs at him. Though Emma spent a few weeks at the hospital, she recovered from her attack at the Hearst and she and Kiki have been going strong ever since as have Chrissy and Chase. By the time Chrissy and Chase got down from the roof, the police and an ambulance had arrived. Bram's body was covered like a bedsheet ghost in the street. Emma was being looked after and Linda was being arrested. Linda may not have been the murderer, but she was staying from the Hearst residence and had volunteer crimes to keep the LAPD busy. The ghost of Steve watched as his mother was being taken away in handcuffs. The YouTube channel exploded after the Hearst, and while they did a whirlwind of interviews in the weeks after, they reached the magical 1 million subs with no signs of stopping. Checking his phone notifications, Chase jumps up and dashes off and soon comes rushing back with a big box. Finally, he has the one thing he's been waiting for, the million subs play button plaque in his hands. As they cheer and take pictures... Bram watches on. Ah! <gasps> <gasps> oh, it's so good. So good. Okay. Um, 
We have a lot to discuss. We do. But we need to take a break for just a few seconds. So do. everyone listen to this promo from another podcast. Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guest and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book and we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast. And now back to the show. Don't lick the wall, Claire. Sorry. Stop licking the wall. It's terrible. <sighs> but it looks so tasty and delicious. No. That's where I get my daily nutrition from. Oh, wall licking. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Don't lick the walls. Okay. Um God, I there's so many there's so many standout moments there's so many things that I loved about this book but I feel like we talked about all of them while we were recording so now I'm like what have I not what mentioned do we talk about? what do we talk about <laughs> can I just say first off because mm. we didn't talk mm. about this in the summary mm. except for just a brief mention but I really find it silly and I also love it <laughs> That Chrissy is wearing two hats the entire time. <laughs> I don't know why I find it hilarious that she wears two hats. And I'm sure they're just, you know, they're just like beanies and you can't even tell that she has on two hats. But in my head, she's wearing like a top hat and a straw boater on top of the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> she's just wearing multiple hats stacked up and every time you look at her she's got another hat on the top of her pile of hats <laughs> I think I've got three hats within reach one's a beanie one's a top hat and one's a, a like a baseball cap I feel like I need to have all three of them on right you now need, to balance you things. need to just randomly add more hats as we as we continue our discussion <laughs> But I love it. I love that she's wearing multiple hats. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense, though, does it? Like, I mean, it does. I suppose from one point of view, it makes sense that she's wearing these hats because, you know, psychics touch things to get feelings and thoughts from people. Mm -hmm. So if she's wearing her hat, it's kind of like a mental blocker, I suppose. And then Emma gives her her beanie. Which means that, like, she's got all of those warm squishies from Emma as well. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not like, do they cover her ears? Is that, is that why? Very good. Is that, is that why it works? I don't know. I mean, how much coverage do you need? Because right now, like, the back of my head's uncovered. I know, and your entire face is uncovered. So, like... Just all of her psychic knowledge comes from, like, the tippy top of her head. Well, where's the psychic part of the brain? I mean, do, do Mickey Mouse's count as well? Put those around the back. Well, yeah, of course they count. Of course, Claire. Yes. So I just, I find that interesting, and it just made me wonder 
What's the point of the hats? Is it like it's like a thing that she she believes helps? So adding more hats keeps her more protected. Possibly, but I think it's something to do with the. If she wore anybody else's hats, I don't think it would have been quite as effective. She didn't have like if it wasn't her own personal possession, and it wasn't Emma's. I don't think it would have worked quite so effectively. I think it's something to do with like the psychic touch mm. behind it. it it's not explained as much and I think unless you watch or read those kind of paranormal media programs movies, whatever it's not something that you'd naturally encounter or naturally find logical yeah so it's not it, it, it's, it's not a placebo I don't think so. Hmm. I think it's armor. Okay. okay. Beanie armor. Beanie armor. Beanie armor is the greatest of armors. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you know what I wish, though? I wish that we had found out what happened to Eileen. Yes. Kind of. I mean, I love it. I love it that we didn't. You know, it's one of yes, because it's, it's one of our things. It's one of like, our we, things. We don't need everything yes, to be answered. Yes, but I wish we had found out. Yeah, yeah. But I'm completely okay th- that we didn't. Yeah, because this, this does not. It doesn't end with any kind of need for a sequel, right? Or at least it doesn't need to have a sequel at the hearst, right? You know, if they wanted to go and tell us about the Winchester Mystery House, I'm more than happy for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice. But then I also think it kind of falls in line with the. I don't. I have not investigated to see if it is the true life inspiration behind it. But the, the that like East Eastern Hotel, it kind of falls in with it where there's all these wild theories and logical theories, um, and nobody really knows the hundred percent truth, and yeah. you can't. You'll never know the hundred percent truth. Yeah. So it kind of falls in line with that. Yeah. But I do like the fact that she's come back as this kind of like vengeful spirit, yes. but also protective spirit. Yes. Yeah, I like that. She's like a she's like a guardian. Because clearly all of these other girls, you know, they they weren't ghosts that were killed there. They're ghosts that are attached no. to Bram. And so now she's just like, oh hello, hello, my lovelies, let me protect you. Let's posse up and kill this guy. And they sometimes do. You gotta slap a bitch. Sometimes, sometimes you, you gotta, gotta slap push a bitch, bitch off the roof. Sometimes you gotta posse up. Do you think, like, some shirt and polka dot swimsuits and thing, have they kind of like moved on? Because at the end, we know Bram's still around haunting Chrissy. Yeah. But we don't know that the girls... I like to think, my ending, they've had their satisfaction. They don't want to hang around with that loser anymore. Nope. Yep. So they've moved on. Yep. I think that they have moved on as well. And not Eileen, though. Eileen is still no, Eileen's there. Eileen's still at the hearse. Yeah. But, you know, if you if you think about it in, in this way, because all of the girls that Bram killed are attached to Bram, and then Chrissy, essentially... She's the only one left. She was the only one living who 
killed Bram, and so now Bram is attached to her. Is Eileen attached to the Hearst because the Hearst killed her? And then we can decide that it was the hotel that killed her and not a person? <sighs> if we're following the logic set up in this book. That is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, because it's, it, it was in the summary originally, but got taken out because it was just too, too t- teeny tiny. Mm. We do hear from Eileen all the way throughout the book. Yeah. And we do hear how lonely she is. Yeah. And how she desperately wants friends or a boyfriend. She really wants a boyfriend. Yeah. And how there was one where um, she upset her mum because she said her grandma had come to visit her and her, obviously her grandma's dead. Right. And so it's all these little tidbits into Eileen and how you think, oh, well, you know, there's mental illness there, but actually, no, she's not. She's psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, she just doesn't have the ghost gang to help her. Yeah. Um, but she does say, and at the very beginning in the first one, that the hotel is alive. Yeah. The hotels. So I think you might be onto something there. I think it might not be a person necessarily that kills Eileen. I think it might be the hotel. Yeah, I agree. Because it's obviously a bad place. Yes. Yeah. Which is creepy that a building could do that. Yeah. But, you know, there. That's that's the joy of a haunted hotel. I feel like they're all living creatures. And that's like one of the fun tropes about haunted places is that, oh, the haunted place is actually alive. And it actually has these powers. It can actually do these things. Because, I mean, if that's the case, the Hearst is the biggest serial killer in America. Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. But, it's got nothing on H.H. Holmes and his murder hotel. Right. But you can't arrest a hotel, Claire. No, but you can bulldoze it. Make it explode. Mm. What would happen to the ghosts if that was the case? You know, if you destroyed the building, would it then haunt the land? Probably. Because, I mean, there is a TV programme called Ghosts, and there is a US version as well that's just in the first season and i've not seen the us i've only seen the british version it's freaking hilarious and i love it and there's a caveman ghost so he's been there for thousands of years because it's not the building it's the land he haunts yeah and there's a tudor there's a georgian there's um the, you know there's all the, the the wall there but it's not because they were killed in the house it's the land they've got access to surrounding areas but only to a point yeah so it kind of explores that idea. And I suppose in if you watch all these paranormal programmes, like, oh, this place is haunted, but there was a, an ancient burial ground here. So it's the, the ghosts of the the, or- the dead that are you know, the, from the graveyard. And that's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so many questions. Yeah. So many questions that aren't actually at all involved with the story. No, no. But that's one of the but that, joys of reading. Yes. And I like it. So the fact that with this one, it was a fantastic book. I really enjoyed it. I think I've yeah. read it three times now, technically. Yeah. 
listened twice, read once, and I have adored it each time. And each time I've like picked up something new, and usually it's the gruesome deaths. Right. Like I forgot about the bellhop that just comes oh, out and yeah. just stares at them. Yeah, and you forgot about every time that the doors opened on the elevators, the vomit came out. So much vomit. So yeah, much there were. It wasn't in, written in the text, but it was right. implied. It was implied by us by fiction the hangover <laughs> each and every time freaking vomit coming out of elevators how Disgusting. how bad does it smell there i mean it's rancid that's without us adding extra vomit yeah but i do not want to go in those bathrooms i mean kiki it's not said in the summary but kiki is notoriously like terrible at having a tiny bladder and having to run to the loo every five minutes like they won't let her drink a bottle of water on the journey because they'll have to stop all the time so she can go pee yeah <sighs> really helpful kiki but like <laughs> i'm sure we've had this conversation before probably not recorded where you as a girl you learn how to do the hover pee yes yeah Every girl's special skill is to be able to pee whilst hovering over the toilet bowl. Yes. Yes, we all have this ability because no one wants to sit on a stranger's toilet. No. I mean, it's it seems a very... Whenever I've gone to America, it's a very American thing to have, like, toilet seat protectors. Yeah. It's not a British thing at all. Like, the first time I saw them, I was like, how do I do this? Do I... Confuse me. So you 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 just you just hover, yeah. It's a special skill. Something that bothers me. Speaking of those toilet seat covers, like, why don't you just have someone clean the bathroom a little bit more often? Because in the hearse, that would require actually paying someone oh, to do right. some work. You're right. I can't imagine Linda or Steve doing cleaning the bathrooms and i especially do not want steve in the girls bathrooms because i got serious pervert vibes yeah i know he's a creep he's a creep but now he's he's been iced he's been iced now he has full access to the bathrooms oh peeping tom you can imagine it can't you i hope one of the other ghosts slaps him yeah Eileen, since Eileen is in charge of all the ghosts, because we decided that um, just now, she's going to not let him go into the bathrooms. No, he has to haunt the lobby office and the lobby in the office and that's it. And the ice machine. And the ice machine. Yeah. Would you want to stay in a hostel? No. Have you ever stayed in a hostel? No, I have not and I would not. I am very private i don't i don't want to share space with people i don't know i mean i just don't like sharing space with most people yeah i can't like no no i freak out too much when i travel by myself and i used to do it quite often for work and there was one night I mistakenly fell asleep watching real crime documentaries. Oh no, that's what I do when we stay in hotels. <laughs> I put on the scary shows on purpose. Yeah, but you, you said we. Oh yeah, this that's right. Not by, traveling by myself. Yeah, not by myself. And I was totally freaking out because the way that the, the room I was staying in was an L shape. 
There was some. So I couldn't see the there door. Was, there was, was something convinced. around that corner. Yeah. There was something around the corner, and I was convinced there was a serial killer in the hallway, and I was like, yeah. well, I'm not sleeping tonight. Yeah, of course there was. But then I had to keep some music, the TV on, just so I could drown out the idea that there was, like, if 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 there was shuffling outside, I needed to drown that yeah. out. My brain was overactive. Like, it was on hyper overactive. Yeah. It, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> killers in every corner. Chase bugged me. Chase bugged me a little bit, too. I, I yeah. don't love that they kissed at the end but I mean I kind of get it yeah but I don't know I feel like if I was Chrissy and I just kissed a totally hot Australian murderer on the roof of a building I probably wouldn't immediately within five minutes kiss someone else after assisting in murder yeah yeah, it's not great timing, is it? It's not. I mean, I'll, I'll give credit to um, the authors, like because it was really well done that we we had the perspectives from all oh, four yeah. main characters. Yeah. So you weren't confused over you know what was going through people's minds, motivations, mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. We we knew. Yeah. And with Chase, it was get that one million subs. Chrissy is the be all and end all. She's amazing. I loves her. Uh, he's a, he's obsessed with her to a point. Um, but he's a huge chicken shit when it comes to approaching her in any kind of romantic capacity because yeah. he's quite convinced he's going to be rejected. Right. He is convinced he is friend zoned, and that's it. Yeah. When we know from Chrissy's perspective, actually, she does quite fancy him, but she for whatever reason, isn't going to make a move or doesn't want to make a move. Yeah. Possibly because she's worried that it'll interfere with the channel. I don't know. It, that 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 isn't actually made clear, but we know that Chase is like... He, he loves Chrissy. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad at that point that they did. Yes. And Chase is very self-deprecating and he knows some of the way that he acts towards Chrissy is very he's being a jerk he knows he's being a jerk but it's also a a jerk reaction split second in the moment this is how he's feeling in these words vomits rather than elevator vomits right there is a difference between word vomit and elevator vomits so I have a certain amount of forgiveness because he's he's obviously like a huge nerd who's just scared to talk to girls yeah. in that kind of fashion he finds it easy to talk to them as friends which is fine but i'm also disappointed but what i'm really disappointed by really is that she survived yeah because we had all four we have kiki chrissy chase and emma all four of the ghost gang survived mm-hmm. and i kind of like the idea that chase died yeah he was murdered yeah. And at the end, maybe it's Bram and Chase haunting Chrissy. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Like, at the last moment, Chase comes up and sees them, like, fighting on the edge. And he, like, tackles the guy off the edge of the building. That would have been a great death for Chase. That would have been good, but I, I, I think I prefer the idea that the ghosts get the revenge 
they're the ones who actually serve the killing blow. I expected Bram to have stabbed, like Emma and Chase basically to have uh, had walls reversed. Uh. See, I would, um, I would think that yes, the ghosts have gotten their revenge, but Chase doesn't know because Chase can't see the ghosts, so he thinks. You don't know that because at that point their powers might have been so good they might have been true. They might have been there. Yeah. But I imagine them only being visible to Bram and to Chrissy. Chrissy can always see them. But I feel like they just showed up for Bram. And I don't think that Chase would have seen them. And I don't think that he would have known what was going on. And he wants to save Chrissy. But the ghosts are all are there too. And they're like, ha ha ha. And then they kill Bram. But then also Chase goes over the edge. Oh, my counter argument is the two other instances are replace emma's stabbing with chase sure and he bleeds out okay or chase gets to the roof before the ghost girls come out before eileen get comes to save the day he battles bram bram kills chase or chase is thrown from the roof in some way he's murdered and as Chrissy's like, ah, Chase, Chase, and getting all really upset and Bram's all gloaty, the ghosts come out and we're like, ah, dude, no. No, nah, dog. Nah, dog. And then they get the revenge. But then that would ruin our argument before with the ghosts being attached to the murderers. But Bram wasn't necessarily killed by Chrissy. Yeah, but Chrissy was there. Chrissy was involved. She was there. So if any of the ghost girls were living, I think like he would have been attached to them as well. And they would all be in a group together. But as she's the only living person, because living is also important, as we stated with the fact that the Hearst Hotel is alive, the living part is important. Yeah. I think... Ultimately, I would have liked it if Chase was killed. Yes. Because I I don't necessarily need to have had the whole of the ghost gang that come out all fitting well. Yeah. Cu- nicely coupled up with their massive amount of subscribers, etc. Yeah. But I also like the idea of both Bram and Chase haunting Chrissy. Yeah. And like then Chase helps her... And Bram is just trying to fuck shit up. And then Bram and Chase end up falling in ghost love with each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, we'll go, we'll, we're taking a bit further. Right? Yeah, I'll, I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I would have been fine with that. Um, I, I like the cliche of Bram being an Australian backpacker, by the way. Yeah, I really like those scenes where <laughs> Chase was like mocking Bram's accent. And he's like, are you trying to do an Australian accent? Like, mm, nah, dog. <laughs> it was so funny. God damn, he's gorgeous. Oh, God. God, he's so handsome and he's so Australian. Oh, and he's a psychic and he's too. Psychic. Oh, <laughs> he's got the trifecta. Oh, he does. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he is deeply flawed, Chase. Don't worry, he is a serial killer. Don't worry, he's also a murderer. He's also a murderer for really like. I mean, there's no reason to become a serial killer, but it's piss poor. It's like, oh, my mum died. I'm, I'm by myself now. 
Yeah. <laughs> is that why you're doing it? Oh, the bit where there was like, it's inappropriate to have laughed at that moment, but there was like when one of the ghost girls thinks that Bran was her boyfriend and they were going to reenact the meadow scene from Twilight. <laughs> I howled. I loved that scene. Laughter. I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect because we. We just had a Twilight episode, and now we have this, and this is happening. I love how that happens, too, where there's always some little something that ties all of our books together. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was so great. It was magical. And there was no way I was going to write the medal scene from Twilight. No, because that's not what it's called anymore. <laughs> no, it's canonically changed. It has to be the open The white unbuttoned button-down shirt meadow. Yes. Yes. From now on. <laughs> From now and forevermore. <laughs> I was laughing my head off. Yeah, I re- I loved it. I loved it um, so much. And you throw some love out for Emma as well. Yes. I loved Emma because I like the fact that she's there as the voice of reason, the voice of logic. She's the person behind the camera. She's got that technical know-how, so she's smart. But I also love the fact that she's constantly stuffing snacks in her mouth. Yeah. And it could just be like, at this point, a lot of it seemed to be nervous energy that, you know, that was the way she was coping was to eat Cheez-Its. Yeah, and, and Cheetos. Doritos yeah. or whatever. She likes cheese-flavoured snacks, clearly. She's, yes. So I was, every time she was eating something, I was craving those cheesy fish oh, biscuits that you sent me. <laughs> yes. And I'm like... And I've got like, you sent me loads of little packets and I must have had about three of them already. I, I, I saved them for like important times in case of emergency cheese and fish. And yeah, I must have had about three packets whilst listening to and or summarising this or thinking about this. But but yeah, just had to have the strong cheese. I, was just, I uh, So all hats off to Emma. I love that so much. All but hats. I, why didn't... All hats. All three beanies. And the top, beanies, hat, the top hat and the straw boater. And, and the bonnet as well. <laughs> <laughs> the baseball cap that's around the wrong way because we're cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of the hats off for Emma. But I really enjoyed the bit where she's like, Chrissy comes in with Bram and Chrissy's got a bobber tea and she's like, she's got bobber. She's got bobber. The bitch has got bobber and she didn't ask me if I wanted a bobber tea. Bobber tea is life. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. Whoa just... I've only ever had one or two bobber teas in my life, and I would not say they are nice. No, they're weird. <laughs> they're weird. I don't mind the texture, and I quite enjoy the pop, but they're just too sweet for me. Yeah. Like I think I think you would get hospitalized. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't enjoy a bobber tea because. No. The boba's just too much. It's so, oh, it's so sweet. And just, well, I can feel it on my it's teeth. Sugar water. It is. Ugh. I, I, the one, I do remember like having one and then like actually getting some crisps or something. You know, the, the, you know, when you have something so sweet, you, you have this intense need for savory. Yeah. It was like that, which is probably why Emma's eating all these cheesy yes. crisps all yes, the time. Yes, because she's constantly snacks. licking the walls. She's constantly <laughs> licking the walls of the sugary syrup. And then like, right, now I need some savoury. I need to add the salt there yeah. to yeah. counteract. Yeah, that's perfect. Just to remind people to not Don't lick, lick walls. the walls. Don't lick the walls. Don't do it. 
Don't drink used bubble tea. No. You, no. Don't drink used tea. Don't lick the walls. And wear all the hats. Anybody else really hungry now? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I feel like we could write our own ghost hunting rules. And those are the first three. Don't lick the walls. Don't drink used tea. Wear all the hats. (laughs) Don't lick the walls. Don't lick the walls. That's the key. That's the key thing. Don't lick the walls. It's the most important... Most important thing you can learn from this episode of Fictional Hangover. Don't lick the walls. Should we move on to something else? Who's your favorite character? Emma and Kiki. I just, Same. Well, I've already talked about Emma already. Yeah. But Kiki, I just loved her. I loved her enthusiasm. I loved her disgust at the bathroom situation and the bedroom yes. situation. Yes. I just, she's, she's the heart and soul of the ghost gang. Yeah. I love that she is like this ditzy, beautiful TikTok influencer, but she's also like, she's a real person and like she wants to help. I, I liked, I liked both of them so much. I liked Kiki for her down to earth, but also like crazy colorful. She's like all Roy G. Biv rainbow all the time, just like sparkles and exuding all of this beautiful, positive energy and then Emma's just in the background eating Cheez-Its. Like, I love them both. And so I love that they ended up together. If anyone ended up in a relationship together at the end of this book, I'm glad that it was them. Yes. I really enjoyed Kiki's, like, when she's thinking about Emma and she's like, do I like, like, Emma? Hmm. And then she thinks about how the pastor from her church she had to be, she was forced to go to it was all like, you know, being gay as a sin and all that. And she's like, I didn't, I don't agree with that i don't think that's true i think that's a load of rubbish yeah yeah and like she's like well you know being a nice person and loving someone is important yeah and then you can it's like you can can see the dimmer switch on the light bulb slowly getting brighter and brighter and brighter it's just like i like like emma oh i also i also like that she like likes her because we have talked about people like liking people in recent episodes it's just another thing that ties people together that ties all of our episodes together which is what what is so fun about doing our summaries lately is getting those callbacks yes (laughs) yes and also the tarot cards tarot has been really important in several of our recent books several of our future books there is also um, a point in the book, like, th- I'm just thinking about, like, those cheesy tropes as well, those cheesy horror tropes, and I remember you texted me, you went, oh, is there a Ouija board? I went, no, but there is a mention, There's a of, a mention of a Ouija board. And it was it was just like, don't use a Ouija board. The, the, you know, you don't know who you're going to get. Right, yeah. So it was like, oh, it's just... So many callbacks. So, yeah. I love it. This It's like this book was written for us. Yes, so many callbacks, so many terribly cheesy potentially cheesy horror tropes but honestly done in such a well executed way it's such a smart book actually yes and there's so many good gory deaths yes you know let's have a cosplay convention where we just dress up as these dead people yes i love it like this 
this kind of book is like what I live for. Guts, blood, murder, ghosts all over the place. You know, the only thing it was missing was a vampire. But we did get the white unbuttoned button-down shirt reference. So it was there. It was was in there. It was there. Edward was mentioned. Yeah. You had had it there. Yeah. So that's fine. And also Bram. so many boxes. Bram. Bram. Yes. Bram Stalker. Dracula. Yes. So honestly, this book was so surprising. I was, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting or cheeky to it, but when I read this, the, the summary, I was like, this sounds, this has the potential to be like, you know, if it was a movie, it would be like three pounds in the, in the bargain basket. Yes. Or it would be like, you know, the Amazon horror movie that gets linked via a link, via a link. And you're like, Ooh. yeah, and you watch it, but you, you think this, you take everything with a pinch of salt. You think it's going to be, it's got that one famous person who was in that one thing a long time ago, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. No other name people. And you're like, oh, it's not going to be very good. But actually, this is A-lister stuff. Yeah, I think... This is top-notch. This was so good. This is B-horror movie gold. However, yes. as with most things, the book is always better so you read the book and the book is amazing and then if you're like me you love b horror movies those are your favorite kinds of movies of all movies ever made so then you watch the movie and you're like oh it's so good it's perfect in every way but like it's a b movie it's clearly a b movie yes if this was going to go into a tv show i would put it in with supernatural yes yes but we have to upgrade the supernatural to like a 15 certificate plus. Sure. Because of the blood and gore. Yes. Yeah. It was, you know, it. you look at the cover and you think that cover's kind of, that, that, I like that cover, it's cool. Yeah. But you know, I just felt going in, I, it was so much better than I was expecting. Oh, same. Yeah, same. I loved it. I was really looking forward to it, but damn, it's, fantastic yeah i agree so if, you, if it's perfect for anybody who likes cheesy horrors b-movie horrors supernatural um if serial like killers kind of par- straight serial up murder killers, straight up murder any kind of paranormal programming like you know destination fear and all those if you love yeah. those this is perfect for you yes um but just please note that trigger warning at the top of the shop right it's, there are some yeah. scenes that you may not find comfortable with but you know if you love all of that stuff you're probably okay with it yeah 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 Yeah. i agree um so were there any surprises for you that's what i was about to ask you i mean you kind of mentioned that as a surprise kind of um i i am surprised that more people of their you know close to one million subscribers weren't there at the hotel that they didn't come also like it's just the one troll who comes yeah if i found out that my favorite youtubers or my favorite podcasters or my favorite insert whatever hears were going to a place at a time and i could be there i mean i would be 
Of course, I would just be, you know, like lurking in the background somewhere. Oh, I would totally creep in the background. But like, I would be there. I mean, going back to Supernatural, when I lived in Seattle and I found out that, you know, Sam and Dean were going to be there running the marathon, I went to the marathon (laughs) because I knew they were going to be there. Yes. And just like the chance of seeing them running by would have been amazing. But then I got to touch Jared Padalecki and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, you've never mentioned that before. You know, it's been a while since I've mentioned that I've touched Jared Padalecki. But... In an appropriate way and consensual way. Right. He gave me the high five. I did not give him the high five. I mean, to be fair, it's a hand. It's fine. It's any other part of the body. but I know. I didn't like high five and then butt squeeze. As we run by. I didn't Privately, I would have cheated. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, sexual assault's not okay. And that's what that would have been. It would. But anyway... (sighs) <laughs> just just knowing, you know, and that's like the fun of conventions, too. If there's a convention nearby and someone that you love is going to be there, well, then you try to go. So I feel like, you know, we have some super fans. And if our super fans knew that we were going to be in a specific place at a specific time for a specific reason, they would do everything in their power to show up. Yes. So I feel like yes. someone else should have been at that hotel, too. Some of yeah, their other fans. This part was, I think, still how much notice did they give people that they were going to turn up? How did but, Bram find out, though? Exactly. From Bram finding out, coming over from Australia and being at the hotel already. Yeah. Because they did say that they have pro- sent, like, done a promo for that. Yeah. And their fans have been calling for them to go to the Hearst Hotel right. for a long time. Yes. And so, I mean, like, with us, we have at least a week's notice of what we're going to talk about the next time. But a lot of the times people know in advance what we're going to be talking about. And I can only imagine that they're going to have previews for future episodes. Like, oh, next week we're going to be at the Winchester house. Oh, next week we're going to go and do this. So, I'm just saying. I'm surprised that there weren't more people there. I mean counter argument it probably would have been a bit of a narrative pain in the ass and well of course it would have been but i'm just saying if i'm surprised by anything in this book it's that one of their near one only one of their near million subscribers was there yeah it's a real surprise claire i'm just thinking how i would have put it in and i would have had somebody say to chrissy in the pizza parlor oh it's chrissy from the ghost gang yeah. I knew you were here this weekend. And then like, she gets distracted by a ghost. Yeah. Or like the hotel's already booked with everyone else because not many people can stay in the hotel, you know, whatever. But still, I'm surprised there weren't more people there. Yeah. It would have made it really difficult to write the story, though, because fans obviously... the body. Of the- <laughs> yeah. Fan... <laughs> Internet trolls and crazy obsessed fans, you know, that they cause problems. They do, but they will also move bodies for you. That's true. Yeah. I mean, our 
Our super fans would help us move bodies. They would not murder us. No. At least I would hope so. Anyway, let's move on. Let's stop talking about that because now I'm afraid that everyone's going to murder me at all times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Is it time? Yes. Yes. Ooh, ghosties. We asked on social media, would you rather be YouTube famous or TikTok famous? And I don't think the results are going to surprise anybody. Facebook, 86% for YouTube. Instagram, 100% YouTube. Twitter, 100% YouTube. And TikTok... 80% YouTube. I'm that one actually tickles me though. Yeah, I know. Like, come on. This is the platform that you're interacting on. <laughs> and you don't pick it. It's funny. We got lots of comments though. We so I'm did. Gonna start. Yes. Emily on Facebook said, I'd like to be YouTube famous because it'd be more than 15 minutes of fame, especially with the content I imagine myself doing. Vincent on Facebook said YouTube famous because you can monetize that shit and earn some coin. Noah on Facebook said they're picking TikTok because that's what the one my son likes. Nice. Bree on Facebook said YouTube famous. Sponsors, Patreon, and Twitch will help with money on top of YouTube revenue. And frankly, I talk too much to come up with pithy skits. I need something long form to gather my fandom. <laughs> Love it. I'm subscribing to Bree. Same. Same. Annie on Facebook said YouTube because I actually use it now that I watch on a big screen via Roku plus I'm the right age demographic for it way too old for TikTok only reason I have it is because Constance sends me videos (laughs) Colin on Facebook said I've chosen YouTube famous mainly because I'm not entirely sure what TikTok is is that the one with the grams I'm still cool honest (laughs) (laughs) Constance on Facebook said, as much as I love TikTok, I'd go YouTube. It's been around forever and I feel like like Vine, YouTube will outlive everybody. Can I ask what the heck's Vine? It was a, like a short video thing and it died. I think it was like six seconds or something. I feel like it was really short. Do people still use Snapchat? I never had a Snapchat. I never account. had a Snapchat either. And I think people still use it, but I don't know. I barely use mm. any social media. Like, we only have a TikTok because it became a thing. And we were like, oh, maybe we can ask people would you rather questions there. <laughs> and we can. And we do. Yes. Real Jackson Ford on Instagram said, YouTube, prefer it to TikTok. I mean, same. Yes. Uh, Glim Glam Jen on Instagram. YouTube famous. My channel will be reviewing stuffed animals and singing storytime songs. P.S. I still sing those while I do housework. I'm subscribing. Yes. That sounds delightful. Same. Same Z's. Uh, the Tourmaline Renegade on Instagram said, YouTube, I think. I'm from the older generation, according to TikTokers. <laughs> Damn you, TikTokers. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what did the library say? We had some good ones from the library. Um, one says, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I knew I went viral with cringy 12 to 20 year olds. 
Oh, so they're obviously choosing YouTube. Um, another one says YouTube. I freaking love YouTube. I could probably meet my favorite YouTubers. See? See? That person is tracking down their favorite YouTubers and going to the haunted hotel with them. I've had mad drug people. No, 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 Wait, no, no. Just saying no, hello. No, yes. Um, and then someone else says YouTube. More money and it's not as controversial. Because, like, the government is trying to ban TikTok right now. And they're, like, going about everything in the exact wrong way. Which is what the American government always does. Which is what government always does. Anyway. What are you picking? YouTube. YouTube, for sure. Always. I I have the TikTok app on my phone because Fictional Hangover has a yep. an account. I don't yeah. look at it. If you send me TikTok videos, I may click the link. I may not. I'm not bothered for TikTok yeah. at no. all. Same. No. Same. But I watch YouTube quite often. Like It's like a regular streaming service. Yeah. It's it's up there with Amazon and Netflix and Disney Plus for me that I've got channels that I watch. Plus my favourite supernatural spooky program is going to be on YouTube now is Project Fear. So thank you, Coral, for pointing me in that direction. That's fun. So they're not going to be on Discovery Plus anymore. They're moving over onto YouTube. And it's just where, I don't know, it just seems it's a better platform. Yeah. Like, if I had a time machine, I would send myself back in time and I would start YouTube. <laughs> right. Yes. Same. Yeah, I'm I'm picking YouTube too, for sure. I just... I'm too elderly for TikTok. I don't get it. I, it just, it's just people dancing, isn't it? And, people my, dancing, and lip-syncing and stuff. Lip-syncing and white women cooking stuff cringy disgusting stuff that they shouldn't be allowed to do with really big long fingernails and so much cheese i love cheese but these these tiktokers use too much cheese yeah they don't. no it's not right yeah no 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 okay i am going to ask our next question would you rather Kiss someone you've just met or your best friend? Best friend. Same. Because I don't want to get the lurgy off the person I've just met. No. No, I'd rather lick a Poker wall. Poker up, baby. Coming in. Would you rather, <sighs> adjustment, lick a wall or kiss someone you've just met? <laughs> um... Lick a wall. <laughs> is this is this a genuine would you rather? Do I have to? Answer yes, this you have genuine? to answer this one. Would you rather so lick, lick a wall, wall or kiss, or kiss someone, someone I've just met? <laughs> can I identify what's on the wall beforehand? Can I see CSI that shit? Mm, no. No. Is it the wall in the hotel <laughs> with the concert and Coco? Sure. Does the person, does a stranger, have bad breath and/or terrible teeth? Yes. No, they're a handsome oh. Australian backpacker. Okay, handsome Australian backpacker that potentially is a serial killer. That 100% or, is a serial killer. Okay. Or licking a random substance from a wall that I can't identify in a hotel <laughs> room where there's been at least, at least one suicide and two murders. Yeah. One of the murders within the last half an hour. Yes. I'm kissing the serial killer. <laughs> 
because at least it sounds like he's got all hygiene down. Sure. <laughs> yeah. As long as he doesn't murder me afterwards. I mean, he's going to try to. Well, then my ghost bitches are going to mess him up. Right. Right. It's fine. Yes. What are you doing? So if this is a genuine would you rather you could answer it to. I mean, <laughs> because we added all those caveats, obviously I'm kissing the Australian backpacker. <laughs> but if we hadn't if we hadn't added everything to it and it was just licking a random wall or kissing a random stranger, I would have licked the wall. The caveats make the thing. I know right? the caveats are what it's all about. The caveats are the answer. Yes. Yes. But you've also got to remember the fictional hangover ghost code. One of the things codes is don't, don't lick don't the wall. Lick the wall. It doesn't, don't you lick don't the have wall. anything about don't kiss, don't kiss a stranger. <laughs> Do we need to add that on? Is that part of our ghost code? Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's a t-shirt brewing. Oh, there is. <laughs> mm. What's our next question? I have no idea at this point. Um, <laughs> would you rather see ghosts, see people's histories, or read people's minds? Oh. I think I'd rather read people's minds. It's more... Lucrative. Lucrative, yes. It's more... <laughs> it's um, good for the YouTube. You know, it's more in, in the moment. It's more useful information, I find, than seeing ghosts or seeing people's histories. Like, I mean, I know what you did. I know what you did last summer. So you're you're probably... Shit. Shit, but... I just need to go and burn some evidence. Excuse me. Yeah, but if I... If I can see what you're thinking now, if I know what you're thinking now, well, then I feel like that's, that's just the best option. Are you... I kind of like the idea of seeing ghosts. I mean, I like the idea of seeing ghosts, too. I think that would be really... It would be fun. But most useful, reading people's thoughts. I don't... With ghosts as well, though, you can do... You do a Chrissy, have a YouTube channel, monetize it. Yeah. You know... And then when you get all these people who are like, oh, that's not real, and start testing you, you're like, yeah, yeah, I bet it is. It is. Yeah. And then you put on all your hats. Then you've got to wear all your hats. Yes. The hat medium. Yes, the hat medium. And that's what your show is called. And that's what you are called. And then forevermore, you wear entirely too many hats. And it's, a, it's different ones. Sure. And then I'm sponsored by a milliner. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how many Vajradas we've had now. I, one, two, three, I, four. One, last one. Well, last no, one. does this count as the last one? Because my second one was just a spinoff of my first one. So but I feel like... A, we answered it properly. I know, but I still like. I feel like I need to ask one more question and you need to ask one more question. <sighs> so would you rather find a dead body in a creepy gross room or in your ice machine. <laughs> I want ice. Some I would you actually have ice in the Hearst Hotel? I can't imagine that being hygienic water. No, I probs would bring all of my own snacks. Yeah, yeah. And then I would have my own like chilled 
beverages in a cooler. Yeah. Gotta have the icebox. Yeah. What was the first option? A r- creepy uh, room. Creepy, creepy room. Yeah. I'm the most haunted room. Yeah. No, I want to. No, I want to. I'm going to go with creepy grocery room because it's a it's thematically appropriate. Sure. And it's the most hygienic. I think I would go for the ice machine on account of the smell. I feel like there won't be a smell oh. in the ice machine. And also, like, how aesthetically pleasing would it be to see, like, the puddles of blood, nothing on the floor. It's just artistic. Ice cubes. Yeah. Yeah, it's art. It's art. So when we find that dead body in the ice machine with pools of blood in the ice cubes, and then all of the photographs that you've taken of it, it's not because you're a psychotic killer. It's art. It's art. It's yeah. art. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay last question are we sure there's a million i don't know would you rather hunt for ghosts or hunt for a murderer oh ghosts i would rather hunt for ghosts because chances are they're not gonna kill me yes that is a very good point well made yes yeah <laughs> i've been ghost hunting i'm going again in june I'm very excited yes. I'm going to an old jail which is gonna be fun that's fun so i'm gonna go hunting for ghosts yeah. i've got my emf reader and everything excellent yeah. all right we're we're ready to watch Ooh, your ghost, youtube video electronics. <laughs> plus 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 remember when we talked to cat alice and don kurdigich and they said we, they want to go ghost hunting right yes yeah we need to and set that up creepy we, place in Wales. we really really need to set that up yes yeah swansea Waterstones Bookshop is apparently haunted on the top floor. Let's go. So why will there... We can also buy all the books. We can... Yes, buy all the books. And it's great promo for Waterstones Bookshop and they're all here. Yeah. And then we can yeah. just point out, we've talked about that one on the show, 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 we've talked about that one on the show. Ooh, we need to talk about store. this one on the show. I know I do it every time I go. I do it every time I go into a bookshop. Like, that one, that one, that one, that one. That one. That. No, I haven't. It looks quite good, though. <laughs> Let's add it to the list. Take a picture. Take a picture. Oh, my God. Okay. Favorite final thought quote? Uh, uh, you know what? There were so many in this There were one. lots of good ones. I feel like I'm going to give you a couple of like. I'm going to give you four. Okay. I'm going to give you because I feel like I've got too many that are like serious. You can't actually be comparing our one million sub goal with a murder victim's right to justice. Cheers, <gasps> Kadkuri. I may see ghosts, but that doesn't mean I'm haunted by them. Oh. Everyone, take a limb. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I thought of this one and I was like, I'm sure one of our super fans has said this before. I'm a mirror ball, shining just for you. Taylor Swift gets me. (laughs) Oh, Taylor Swift. What are you doing? Okay. Um, I just have a few. This is the beginning of a horror movie. 
Yeah, because of course it is. Also, one of my favorite things, and I say something similar to this all the time, internal eye roll. Except for mine is insert eye roll here. But still, it's so close. It's perfect. Mine's been internal screaming lately. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This one's a little bit long. I know she's into him, and I can hardly blame her. Not because he's sextacular or swoony or whatever word people use nowadays to describe mysterious dudes with accents and six packs. <laughs> I just chase the jealousy smiles. I just, but I love sextacular. <laughs> and then finally, if I kill you, will you always be with me? it's good it's good it's kind of romantic at the same time it kind of is it's almost it's it's almost like the white unbuttoned button down shirt meadow (laughs) because i mean it's true edward is gonna kill bella and she's gonna be with him forever see 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 the callbacks so many call forwards call forwards (laughs) oh my god okay if you liked this try this what are you gonna suggest right i i was looking for another cheesy horror sure a la horror hotel i wanted to read the summary and go oh my god yes and then not really being sure if it's gonna be spectacular or just like if it's gonna be b-roll gold or B-roll bargain basement. Right. I don't know. Yes. But I needed I needed the horror tropes. I needed I needed the, those sweet, sweet horror tropes was my main criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found this one called Frightmares by Eva V. Gibson. And I need to read this book. I mean, just okay? add it to the list. Here's the summary from Goodreads. In Florida's tourist trap, a summer acting job turns into a real-life horror show when a cast member turns up dead, then disappears. Dave is spending his final summer before college working at Frightmare's House of Horrors, a struggling haunted house attraction held together by malfunctioning killer clown mannequins, a cheap replica Annabelle doll, and a lot of improvising. Yes. How sweet does this sound already? Yes. After a particularly disastrous shift ends in an employee walkout, Dave reluctantly takes over a role for his friend. However, he makes a horrifying discovery. A real dead body hidden on set. But when Dave returns with help, the body is gone. Oh, no. Tenuous link. Though the killer covered their tracks, Dave realises they must know what he saw. Could he be their next target? Oh! How fun does that sound? And how many te- links to Horror Hotel? So good. Buddy. So good. Etc. Can't bother with them. <sighs> but yes, it sounds really fun. What's yours? Mine is similar. Oh. It's called Killer Content by Kylie <gasps> Roach. 35 million followers, one dead body. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sold already. Yes. 
The six teenagers who make up the lit lair seem to have it all. A beachfront Malibu mansion, millions of TikTok followers, model good looks, and sponsorship deals up to $30,000 per post. Everything's pretty much a Gen Z paradise. Except that one member of the house has just turned up dead in the infinity pool, and the rest of them are suspects. When the group TikTok account starts posting cryptic messages about the murder, the police limit their investigation to the members of the house. Now, old joke videos are filed as evidence, and past rivalries start to look like motives. As investigators dig into these influencers' lives beyond their glossy internet personalities, they discover all five had reasons their lives would have been easier with Sydney Reynolds dead. But only one of them killed her. <gasps> sounds like so much that fun. Sounds, really sounds like fun. so much fun. You have to ask if there's an indie spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Please look at it It's time for I need an indie spotlight. Come on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so I found one that we got in an email. It's called Lone Women, and it's by Victor Laval. And this one just, just came out a few days ago. And it's kind of, I mean, it's horror. And so there's kind of some tenuous links. Okay. Adelaide Henry carries an enormous steamer trunk with her wherever she goes. It's locked at all times, because when the trunk opens, people around Adelaide start to disappear. The year is 1915, and Adelaide is in trouble. Her secret sin killed her parents, forcing her to flee California in a hellfire rush and make her way to Montana as a homesteader. Dragging the trunk with her at every stop, she will become one of the lone women taking advantage of the government's offer of free land for those who can tame it. Except that Adelaide isn't alone. And the secret she's tried so desperately to lock away might be the only thing that will help her survive the harsh territory. So I'm just saying, if there aren't ghosts in that trunk, then I don't know what's in that trunk. But it's I want to sound- open that trunk. I want to open the trunk. It sounds like ghosts. I'm pretty sure it's ghosts. So see, yes, tenuous will. link. I love it. That may or, na- may or may not be true. <laughs> but it's fine. That sounds fun, though. It, it sounds creepy. Yes. It has a potential for major creep. Factor. Yes, yes. And it's also Wild West, so that's fun. Oh, we haven't read a Western since. I know, since... Um, oh my God, what was it called? Uh... Something about good, good, what was it? Good luck, girls. Good luck, girls. Yes. Yes. That was a good book. That was a good book. We need to read Western. We do need to read a Western. Maybe it's going to be this one. Maybe it's going to be a horror Western. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. As everybody cheers. <laughs> Yay, finally. <laughs> I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss one of Claire's favorite books from childhood that also fits beautifully in with our theme. And it's probably the reason why the theme was created. <laughs> Horror Scope by Nicholas Adams. 
Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>